taking that out to the right field and that's starting to track back to the wall. Michael Campbell! Are you kidding me? That is Campbell's first home run in the ABL! <laughs> Somebody race around and get him that ball. In all these years in the ABL, had never hit a home run until that swing. Good swing, got it up in that win. Good swing. Oh, sorry, sorry, before all the excitement, mate, you were saying? No, I, <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, you, you got to be steady Eddie, you know, through the course of the season and know that. One on him. Ricks and Wingrove. And welcome to the Extra Base Podcast. I'm Jeevo, and uh, with me I've got Tim, the uh, Savannah Bananas extraordinaire, and also the Aussie Drop Bears bullpen catcher. Um, Hi, Jeevo, how you going? Good, buddy. Uh, I'll bring Roger on. Roger. Hi, Roger. Roger's at his holiday house. Um, <laughs> not sure where he is, but uh, I'm sure he's going to be joining us shortly. Um, oh, tonight... Uh, special guest is Matt Carroll, CEO of Oswald Tournaments. And um, just before we bring you on, I just want to recap something that was said in our last episode because um, I just want to ensure that everyone heard what I heard. And um, let me just play the clip. Boy, mate, I never stitch you up. Put you on the spot, mate, because yeah, um, that's that's what I'm good at. What this time? What are your predictions for the weekend? Prediction for the weekends, mate. You're going to tell me who's playing or what? Come on. What do you mean? Come on, mate. Well, you know, I still... think it's all right. So, Sydney v Melbourne, isn't it? Sydney versus Melbourne. So, yeah, we're, so we're, you've got, you know, what's, so what's the story? Start there. I mean, you know, Sydney's bats are going to, Sydney's bats are going to heat up a little bit. Um, we've, we've mate, got don't a, sit on the fence. We, we need an answer. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to sweep Melbourne. 
Right. Sweet Melbourne. And okay. We're in a sweet Melbourne. Darren, um, Darren's probably in the green room going, okay, this is this sounds cause, good. Because they got nothing. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah. radio. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've got I got lots of love letters from uh, the Melbourne uh players and fans over the over the week, uh the weekend in particular. Uh I predicted the sweep, right? I just got the team wrong. Yeah, okay. Uh, a tough, tough weekend for Sydney. And um, they, again, they lost a, a couple of close ones that we talked about with, uh, yeah, um, you know, with last week. So they've got to turn those around. But uh, yeah, well, oh, look, it's always next know. week. It's baseball, mate. It's 40 games yeah. in a year. So they've still got time to make the playoffs. No, that's, so, that's, that's good. very true, mate. I just wanted to make sure we put that out there because. Yeah, uh, thanks. Yeah. So fade. people have fade my tips. So that's my tip. Fade Tim's yeah. tips and you'll be. You'd be good with the on the TAB app. You'd be good. Opposite, opposite Tim's tips, and you should be good. Yeah. yeah. So, um, look, tonight's special guest, um, we'll just bring him in, is um, none other than the boss or CEO of Osball Tournaments, is Matt Cavill. G'day, boys. How are we going? Good, mate. How are you? Oh, not too bad for Sunday, Arvo. How you going, Cav? How you going, Tim? My bullpen I'm catcher. Right, yeah. Left handed bullpen catcher, mind you. Let's make that clear. Yes, and uh, from his chalet in Switzerland is uh, Roger. <laughs> Roger, do you know how to play that piano? You can't hear us. What else can we say about him? He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Roger's got technical Roger's, difficulties again. Here Roger's we go. A, Roger's in a mess. Seven seven PM sneaks up on him every week. <laughs> oh, gotta love him. Yes. Anyway, right. you've always got one that can't use technology, and it's not Cav. It seems to be Roger. So, um, yeah. I've got my know, stuff sorted tonight. Yeah, it's, that's good. Um, look, first of all, Cav, you know, obviously, you know, welcome to the show. Um, I guess for a lot of people that actually don't know who you are, which would be, you know, not many. Um, mate, I just wanted to get a little bit of insight about, you know, who you are, where you're, you know, where you started, you know, you know, your whole baseball career, really, like as a player, a lot of people probably don't know that background. If you just want to sort of touch on that for us. Mate, just a Sydney boy, grew up in Moorbank, played for the uh, Moorbank Royals, went through the uh, Bankstown districts through, right up through the ranks and then, um, yeah, ended up out at MacArthur and then, um, you know, the rest is history. Got, um, I think I played 20 something years in the Sydney Major League and then, um, got into the uh, took a break for a while. We had Jaden, just sick of it, just sick of it. It's been too long. And then, uh, he got up to under 10s and got the old, um, you know, you, you can't, you know, what's the saying? <laughs> if you uh, can't keep your mouth shut, put your hand up. So, I started coaching his teams and then went back to playing for another. I think it was five, six years, and then got substituted by him, by Jaden, in the first first grade game when I was 40, 40, 44, I think. And then I said, you know, that'll that'll do me. But um, prior to that, kind of got pushed into um, being president at MacArthur. I think it was 2009. But um, that's where I got the bug. That's where I got the bug for the entertainment side and the, all the excitement for the kids. You know, and Eric Nelson as president my first year. I was uh, vice president, and he just did it for a year and then took over. But I had heaps of, heaps of good people around me back then. You know, like oh, 
like Rogers' mum, Kathy. Uh, she was she was phenomenal, you know. But uh, Bobby Little, Mark Wiggins, James Penman, you know, Donna Jewick, guys, people, ladies and, and gents like that, Shannon Bickle, who were just they were just workers. And whatever we said, we kind of came through. But the main one was um, always opening night with the MacArthur Orioles and that merger with Jason Moyer and Mitch Little and all those guys. And we, we're great. We had, you know, that was probably one of the easiest easiest things I've done was that merger. Yeah, um, I remember yeah. I remember saying to Rebecca one night, this is the money night where they sort out who pays what and whatever. And I said, I'll just sit in the background and watch this one. And it was done in like half an hour. And I said to the guys, I can't go home. I told Rebecca it'll be hours. So off we go to the General Burke and uh, got home at four o'clock because it was a busy meeting, you know. <laughs> and uh, the rest was history there. I think we, I don't know, I don't know how many titles we won there. It was it was, it was great, right through the ranks, club championships. And then just uh, got asked to help Cronulla out, did a few years there. And uh, during COVID, just had a, um impromptu meeting with Kevin Fenn on, on a phone line, on a phone call. And uh, we'd already started the company before I'd even met him. So we were doing Osborne. And then I uh, just wanted a better, better, uh, better opportunities for kids. Knew I could do better. And uh, yeah, I've been voicing my opinion for years, so I've decided to put up, put up my own, own coin and stuff like that to get it going. And then um, the rest is history. Yeah, down under Winter Classic's gone crazy. Uh, numbers up this year again already. Um, great sponsors up there. We've picked up Dreamworld this year as well, uh, which is fantastic for the kids. But <clears throat> you know, the Service Paradise Baseball Club. And uh, which Kevin's part of as well is, um, yeah, they do. They know how to run a tournament. Yeah. So we have a great relationship with them, and it, uh, it just works out really well. But the main thing's the families giving these kids opportunities. Like we took 160 odd kids to the US last year. We've got softball going now with Babe Ruth as well. Um, it's just uh, the amount of people that came to us once we started it. That, you know, you just oh, I remember that name. I remember that name. I remember that name. Wanted to help out. And, you know, probably one of the big ones was Damien Moss with Mafia in the US. He's got the largest or the most successful travel ball organization in the whole of the US uh, in Ruse Mafia. And uh, they all came to us. So we started that here. And that's, that's going into year two this year, stronger than ever. But um, the main thing is the, yeah, the families and the, the great people in our sport that if you look after them, they'll, they'll, they'll give it to you back in tenfold. All they just want is a little bit of respect. So we always make sure we look after our volunteers and coaches and, you know, five-minute conversation with them saying good day and stuff, and I love a chat. So um, it's been great. It's been great. But having Kevin, yeah, Kevin, I come up with the ideas and then Kevin puts it into play and then and then we go through our, <laughs> our legal advisor on this panel, Mr. Tim Noy, make sure everything everything's above above grade and we're allowed to do it and things like that. But, um, yeah, we've got some great, like I said, great guys. Like, you know, even at the top level in year one, when we had um, Laurie Lawrence speak to the boys. But before that, yeah, we had like Chris Oxbring, Brad Thomas, those guys and other guys talk about college. You know, Alex Howe, Josh Dean, Max Brennan, they all come up. And then the, you know, I'm happy to share this weekend with probably the greatest news in baseball, Michael Campbell. Getting his first ever ABL home run, he was, he's part of part of us, and it's been great. It's, it's been great. It's been a great day and weekend for us. So, 
just the main thing, the families, you know, and, and like I said, this year come up with extra teams from, um, from Victoria, extra teams from Adelaide, extra teams from Queensland, New Zealand. So, uh, yeah, we're excited about this year's and, and uh, yeah, bring it on. But Summer Sizzler's next at the end of January. That was supposed to be a little Sydney thing. Well, that's blown up now. So that's now that's now got everybody again. So at the end of the day, just let the kids play. Yeah. And, and with, like, you know, Mafia, you know, as an example, sort of how many extra bats are these kids getting now? Out of, like... With with that, if you go to the US and and then Mafia and Summer so they're getting around two hundred to three hundred extra bats a year now. Yeah, yeah. Some people like the idea, some people don't. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, which is yeah. fantastic. But um, you know, some of my yeah, I did it with my three boys. Though we take extra hacks at home now, I can let them play instead because I was never the greatest trainer. My my teammates can. You know, tributes to that. So, but uh, I love playing. I love playing. My teammates were my family. But our uh, training, oh, God, I hated it. I hated it. I just wanted to play. All I wanted to do was play. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, great coaches to learn from, which you can pass on. And, yeah, the new age stuff's not for me, so I don't I don't coach anymore. But I absolutely love, you know, creating opportunities for the, these young kids coming through and things like that. So, yeah, I really, really love it. But um, hey, one of the things you guys probably don't know is, you know, the greatest successes I've probably had is obviously my three boys and getting married. But um, Funky Phil's one, when Adam Dobb was the owner of the Blue Sox, he needed someone to entertain the crowd. And he was from Newcastle at the time, so he didn't really have that Sydney Sydney knowledge. And I said, you know, Phil Ardilly, and he knew of Phil, and everyone knows Phil's got ADHD and ABC and everything else. And um, he's just a, just a, a bloke that just loves the game. He's, he's just a credit credit to it. Now, we brought him down to Bop and tested him with the microphone, and that's the monster you see now, Funky Phil. But uh, he'll bend, he'll give the shirt off your back, I can tell you that much. So, yeah, we're, that's probably one of the, you know, up there with one of the proudest things I've done in baseball. Because he just, uh, the kids love him, man. The kids love him. And he's good for the game. Yeah, and I think, too, like, you know, Everyone, anyone that knows Phil the way, you know, anyone that's been around, you know, Sydney, you know, Major League knows Phil, knows that he's passionate, knows that he's you know, one of those guys that will give his shirt off his back, um, you know, for the game. So, you know, it's always good to have guys like him, you know, within, within you know, your organisation especially. Like, you know, I saw what he did last year with um, you know, the Funky Phil Showcase. Yep. Yeah, that was a massive, a massive thing. I've never seen the stadium packed out like that, you know, in a long time. Yeah, he slept well for a few days. <laughs> he was buggered. Yeah. Now it looks like Tim's. Tim apparently Tim's got a blackout at Kenter, so he's now roving. Um, he's mobile. Um, Rogers still in his <laughs> chalet. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. It seems that only there's only two of us here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Technology. But yeah. But I, I guess, you know, one of maybe sort of what we'll do, sort of just go through a couple of things, you know, like yeah, let's let's probably start with the um let's start with down under winter classic. 
you know, let's sort of talk a little bit about that. You know, what yeah, let's, what it was. Yeah, registrations have started. Well, that started as 30, 28 teams, I think. And it's now up to the in the fifties somewhere. So next year it'll be around the sixties. But um it's all inclusive. Yeah, we don't we're gonna you know probably look at doing divisions this year. And then each division will have somewhere to go in the US compared to that division because one of the biggest uh problems we have that I that we believe in the sport is parents compare their kids to other kids and you shouldn't do that. Yeah, a lot of the time I'll and being being involved in this, you hear a lot from parents. But they might compare little Johnny with little Phil. Yet they're to- totally different positions. You know, you know, if you're picking a rep team, you obviously pick more pitches than pl- and players. Yeah, you look at the Blue Sox lineup, for example. You look at the Blue Sox lineup, for example. Yeah, they'll pick twelve pitches and ten fielders. You know, so you got twelve more chances being a pitcher. Yeah, but they'll compare. They'll compare the two kids together. Oh, my kid's a better hitter than that kid. Yeah, but you don't play the same position. So we're trying to have the two two different tiers of tournaments. So Babe Ruth's big for us. Um, they've taken us on board full time. So everything that they offer, we can we can be part of, which is great, which we are taking advantage of this year. Um, but yeah, there's some uh, big plans for. We've done two years of kind of the same thing in the Gold Coast. This year's all been changed up. It's a revamped, revamped entertainment and things like that. So we're looking forward to that. But um, yeah, we really have a great time with the, the the young colleagues guys that come back. They all come up an umpire. It's a good win-win for them. They get to go out in the town at night. Yeah, they come an umpire. They understand the game. They do the young guys. They're very good. They're overseen by the coaching coordinators and uh, sorry, the umpire coordinators on the Gold Coast in, in Queensland. And they're they're punctual. They're on time. You know, they're a lot of them are um, sent up from Peter Giles at the Baseball Academy down in Victoria, which is great for us and great for them. And he's a really yeah, he, he should be really proud of him. And he is. He is really proud. They're good. They're great guys. And uh, we love having. Them. So yeah, they're the first ones we ask every year. You, know, you guys want to come back? And, you know, sometimes they've got a girlfriend and they can't go that year, but next year they're single. They'll come again, and that's fine. They've been great. So the Down Under Winter Classic is, um, yeah, that's our that's our showpiece event for the yeah. kids. But um, yeah, it's on the Gold Coast, and I'm, I'm known for bringing a bit of bit of wet weather, apparently. So um, if it is a little bit wet. There's plenty to do on the Gold Coast, so they can go out and, and do things on a day. And it's great seeing all the uh, polo tops and training tops all around the Gold Coast when you're there down Broad Beach, Miami, right down. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're known for a bit of wet weather, but um, there's always something to do on the Gold Coast. And then we, we cram it in. We we got all the games in. And what are the age? What are the age groups for down under? It's 10 to 18. So even the yep. 10s go to the Cal Ripken World Series in Crown Point. Yep. They went last year and they were the uh these are cute, cute little cute little team, that one. And they, they were treated like royalty over there. They went and got to see yeah, you know, the Chicago White Sox play. They were treated like royalty. Actually, all teams were real very well looked after by the host the host towns that they went to. So you know, Australians are always well well appreciated wherever we go. And um it shows in a few of the award the awards that we get, and um, once again that comes down to the the volunteers that help coach these teams and things like that. You know, without them, the team doesn't go full stop. And I'm yeah. a big big advocate for coaches. Coaches, you know, cop a bit of the raw into the stick, and um, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't like that part. I'll always stand up for a coach <clears throat> because if they're going to put their hand up, do hours and hours and hours of volunteering, they're going to get my backing. Yeah. So, yeah, we really enjoy that, Kevin and I. So that's one part of it that uh, we, we really do enjoy. And I, I guess some of that sort of then moves into um, your summer sizzler, which you said gets underway after Christmas. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you've got. Um, well, see, we've got the under tens. We like we like to teach the kids how to take leads, take steel, pick off stuff like that because they don't do that at that age. So Mitch Little runs that. So just to go to show you his vast knowledge and asset that he is to the game. He coaches one of the strongest ball clubs in Sydney the head coach of that, and then he goes down and makes sure the under-10s are learning everything they're supposed to know about baseball. You know, then you go to the under-12s where Howie runs that whole group. I think there's 10 teams in that one or 12 teams, and then the 14s is the same. And the 14s and 16s, they're down at Nara this year, where the 12s and 10s, they're at um, Chapman Gardens again. Yep. Which held a great, 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 great show last year, and Nara being... Yeah, you know, they've got a soccer field to that next door. We're able to build some makeshift fields there for the 14s. Uh, we'll be down there again. But once again, young umpires again, trying to blood them. And, you know, I know it's the pot calling the kettle black coming from my mouth, but, you know, I was, uh, I wouldn't say I was an umpire's friend, but I did respect them. But um, yeah. if anyone can change that, it, it can be someone like myself. So, yeah, I love, I love the umpire, young umpires coming in. And the same thing, we have a no, um, I won't use the word on here, but DH policy. Kev, you can use it. It's fine. Oh, I'm not going to use it. There could be some, could be some young kids watching. But, uh, that's all right. Uh, we have a no DH policy. So if you're caught carrying on or things like that, you're asked to leave. And if you're a coach that gets ejected, we've got a lovely fluoro shirt that you have to wear for two games to umpire. Otherwise, if you don't want to do that, you're asked to leave as well. But everyone will know why you're wearing the shirt. So hopefully it's a, bit, a little bit humbling and, you know, you, you do the right thing next time because if we don't have umpires, you don't play. Yeah. It's as simple as that. But um, the one thing we are excited about the down under this year is we're introducing, I'll call it professional scorers because that's what I think they are. Then we're having one professional scorer do each field. Yeah. So there's no there's no bringing in. Like we had a, last year, when you're picking teams to go to the US, you, know, you can say parents get a bit antsy about certain decisions. And they'll, you know, they'll make things up and stuff like that. Tell, tell a couple of porky pies. But um, this year we're brought in scorers that know the game. So what what they say stands. They've all done, you know, minimum ABL level. So it's, it's fantastic to have all have all them on board. So yeah, we're ha we're happy with that. We're happy with that. So that's probably one of the big improvements we've made this year. And uh, obviously the selectors will be the same. Just hiding out of games and watching games and you wouldn't know who they were. You could be, you could be talking to one and you would never know it. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's, that's, that's done well this year. But yeah, it's a quick turnaround this year to the Babe Ruth World Series. But as again, we'll be doing perfect game as well on the back of that. And uh, another big, another big set of tours for each age group. So yeah. looking forward to it. So I, I guess, you know, next, Sort of, we'll sort of touch on his um, mafia. You know, we sort of touched on that at the start of the show. Um, yeah, obviously, you know how that works and you know where that's going to be played this year. What the team does. We read the players register, and then we go into a draft, and the teams are selected via draft. Um, last year that worked well. Um, there were some teams that struggled, some teams that didn't. But by the end of the season, everyone was very competitive. 
and was able to turn turn their seasons around, which was great. But um, but, but changed a few few different rules of that for this year to, for a bit more inclusion. Not yeah. inclusion as in participation, just change the rules up a little bit to make it a bit more quicker, things like that. So um, it's about getting their backs and getting their repetition in. But um, we want to try and bring back um, a few years ago, if Roger ever gets back on, we did 100 innings for kids, which was 100 straight innings for charity. And uh, on this particular night, it poured, poured down rain. So we want to include that with Mafia this year and bring in other teams and other adult teams to – Bring that charity aspect back back to the sport. That was a, an amazing night, that one. I'll never forget it. And, um, yeah, but it's a little bit different playing at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But uh, the thing was when there's 70, 80 people supporting you, which is more than lunchtime on the day before. Yeah. <laughs> there's more people coming out to watch you in the early morning than there was during the daytime. And, and who, are you, who are your coaches from up here? Oh, last year we had we had a few coaches last year. We haven't done the coaches yet, but uh, a lot of them are coming back from last year. So that's run by our commissioner Alex Howe and Josh Dean, Ox, Chris Oxbring's involved as well. Uh, Tim on here as well. Tim Tim's part of that too. So we go through. We do a coach. We put out an expression of interest, and then we go back and pick through it. But um, every week the commissioner talks with the coaches before the games. What we're going to do? We do skill set before the games as well. It's not just warm up to play. It's um let's train let's train before we play, so to speak. So they can try and remember, you know, your kids are like, mate, you'll teach them something, yeah. they'll forget about it. You teach them five things, they'll remember one. Well we're trying to do it so they remember two two things. Yeah well so you, just trying to, just trying to change probably, it up. You've probably got a good opportunity also to um you know look at Max Brennan mate again. He's uh killing it now Max has been around us. Max has been yeah. around us for, since we started as well. He's been an asset to it. Yep. Doesn't get injured yeah. with us. Seems to get injured a lot playing ABL. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's like a magnet. He loves his stitch or two. Or yeah. well, 10, wasn't it? So. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, you've got a wedding coming up, mate. He's going to need to sort that out quickly. Yeah, true. Yep. Yeah, mate, probably lastly, um, you know, this the college prospects, just sort of you just want to sort of give us a bit of an overview on what that's all about. Yeah, over the past 10 years, you get your contacts through the sport and things like that. But there's a lot of kids that we have want who want to go to college who might not have an avenue or how to do it. So we're trying to bring it all to one one venue. This is a numbers thing. If we don't get the numbers, then it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, the coaches are really keen to come out, they love taking Australian players. But um, yeah, we'll all, with baseball academy and and uh, as we said before, they'll be I'll be up here as well, helping out guys do their videos and things like that. Um, but yeah, ten schools coming out to watch the boys play, and uh, all girls if they want to give it a go, it doesn't bother us. Um, yeah, put their they will do do their training days and everything first, and they'll play six seven games in front of these coaches, and they'll have access to the coaches after the game too. They can talk to them about what they need to work on things like that. It's not just, you know, you play and then disappear, but they'll be all together. They'll bust it. It'll be a good few days. So we'll see how that pans out. And that's uh, that's just before Down Under. So, but yeah, all the, all the schools are very excited about coming out. They love having, they, they do enjoy having the Aussie, Aussie boys play on their teams. Yeah. And um, look, last but not least, mate, the, the Aussie drop bears. Like this, yeah, this was, this was obviously, look, when I when I first 
saw this and I'll be honest with you, I was like, what the hell's going on here? And then it just built and it, it just went into this, I don't know, it sort of just evolved into this thing which like just went totally batshit crazy and everyone just got behind it. And then, you know, obviously then, you know, you, you go overseas and you have the time of your life and like watching those games just looks so intense. The uh, one thing you don't probably realise is how good the actual baseball is. Yeah. These guys are legit players. Yeah. In between all the shenanigans, as we like to call it in Australia, the baseball is of top quality. Yeah. But they run a show where it's fans first. Fans run fans run the game. If you're sold out for that many years, that many time, and have a waiting list of over 700,000 people that want tickets, you're doing something right, and the fans love it. So of all the challenger teams they had last year, uh, good old Aussie Drop Bears are the only ones back in 2024. We were the only ones invited back. Uh, we had a great time. It's uh, the only time I've ever been to a baseball where I've seen the whole team stand up for the whole amount of time of playing. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a quick funny story. We had we had a team we have a team chat going you know, months before it started and. About probably a month out, I kind of got the itinerary, the game itinerary and uh, the game schedule. And it came out that we had to be at the field at uh, 12 o'clock on day one, day two, day three, day four, with a game at 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. And I remember a few of the boys coming to me going, oh, what's this, you know, going at um, 12 o'clock for 7 o'clock game. You know, we've got to try and get that short. We usually don't roll up to 4 o'clock. I said, yeah, I understand, guys. How about we go day one and we'll see what it's like. And then we'll negotiate for game two or three. So about two weeks out, I said, I spoke to them two guys. They said, if we can nail everything day one, the following days we can roll up at four o'clock, take BP, the usual stuff. So we roll up day one. Everyone's in there. Everyone's shooting the shit, doing what they're doing, chatting with the players, going through everything that we need to do. We play before the game. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. This Thousands and thousands of people there. The boys are getting mobbed for autographs, photos, all sorts of stuff. But um, as Funky just said, there's a 2.5 million waiting list now. It's crazy. <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, the next day, someone, someone on the, on the, um, we're heading, we're heading home on the, on the bus, whatever. And someone shoots a message. What time? What time's the bus picking us up tomorrow? I said, well, we can do four o'clock. These fellas come back to me. Oh, no, we're happy to come at 12 if you want us to come at 12. And look at you, like, you guys busted my chops for weeks about how early it was to get to the field. Now you just want to roll up as early as you can because the atmosphere was just, it's just electric. It's just, it is absolutely electric. I've never seen anything like it. And the washouts, you'd think you'd be disappointed with a washout, like the game started and it washed out yeah. a couple of times. The stadium, I no word of a lie, it turns into a rave. It turns into a rave. There's the DJs just start up and there's music pumping. No one leaves. Yeah. No one leaves. Security has to kick them out at the two hour time limit as per game schedule. So but it is a it is a rave. So well, mate, our players were out there with just their pants, they got their shirts off, dancing in the rain. It was crazy. It was crazy. So absolutely crazy. What does the stadium hold? It holds four. Four, four and a half, five and a half, but they've just added another thousand seats. So getting accommodation down for the town, yeah, is um, a lot harder 
than it was before. But yeah, there's another thousand seats going up in um, in left field, which will be good for us because that's our that's our dugout. Yeah, on the uh, left field line. So um, yeah, Jeb, I was just um, it was electric. It was really good. So like these kids that come through that played last year, like <laughs> I still remember. We nailed the um, the walk play straight off the out of second base, and I had to go to a to a to a video view as well. We got the first out straight away. Then our boy, mate, our boys bought into this 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 lottery, this this shenanigans within five seconds of walking into the stadium. They they bought into it. They yeah. wanted part. They wanted to be part of it. And they wanted to win. And yeah, we still got Cooper Morgan, who's done you know, the the backflip catch. Yeah, yeah, that's they've got something like three million views or something. This little little Camberian kid is the is the greatest got from the greatest family. Got to play, and then you got Riley Light out there with his shirt off, sprucing his muscles with a wazy before the game. But um, yeah, we have got a few few new players this year. We have got a couple of new new guys that come into the roster, which will release soon. But um, yeah, can't wait to get can't wait to get back there. I've uh, I heard you've got a replacement bullpen catcher this year. Also, is that any truth? No, that is not that is not true. We have stuck with. I said to the guys in the change at the end of it, all the Australian blokes, you will be part of this team next year, one hundred percent. And if that means my left-hand bullpen catcher, who wasn't even supposed to be a bullpen catcher, who last minute had to become our bullpen catcher, all of a sudden had to learn how to dance and do all sorts of things, and he nailed it. He nailed it. I'm going to give him credit. He nailed it. But, um, Hi guys, can you can you hear me? I'm back. We can hear you. We can hear. Apparently, yeah, sorry, it's tough the, to uh, a 90-mile-hour fastball, a yellow ball right behind catching the pitches right behind the foul pole, which was yellow as well. Which is yellow, yeah. They've got to, they've got to paint that a different colour, I reckon. But Jebo, as I said, that's not my problem. Yeah. Nah. Oh, well. That's not my problem. Yeah. That's not my problem. Apologies, guys. Apologies, viewers. The uh, A car took out a, tele, a telephone uh, pole and all the wires around the corner from my joint. So I've just driven... <laughs> Somewhere where I've got 5G, so I can join back. So sorry for that. I yeah, thought so you were driving, I think you're driving Roger's house. Well, I, we no, would, I could have. We will do the uh, down under winter classic. I think finishes on the 12th. I think then when a couple of us jump on the plane on the 14th. Yeah. And I think we start playing on the 18th. Oh, schedule. Schedule. Uh, schedule this year. It is a tight schedule, but uh, you'd move mountains to, to do it. Oh, you have to. You can't, yeah. uh, you can't say no to those blokes. So what, you know, obviously, you know, you see all the stuff online, like, and it looks just crazy. And, you know, I, I from what I've seen, I'm just like, wow, like, that's next level. But that they, so what, they only play, what, six, eight weeks or? No, no it's a full season. Okay, full season. We'll see the 60, 70 something games. Yeah. I believe we had a um we have a monthly meeting with them. Yeah. Uh, our, month, our monthly meeting was uh Friday. Obviously to say Merry Christmas and all that. But um wouldn't it be good if the bananas came to Australia? Would that be good? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. Would that be good, eh? Imagine oh, yeah. how, how far along that is. Yeah. Yeah. SCG maybe? No, you've no, done, no. You've done that. You've done that before, haven't you, Cav? The SCG. Done the SCG before. Built, worked there at the SCG before. Got sixty odd volunteers there in twenty four hours. That was good, and the blokes had a great time. 
Um, but but no, no, no. The um, it's on the cards. Wheels wheels are in motion. The wheels yeah. are definitely in motion. It's gone. It's gone further than I thought it would go. Maybe Belmore. No. But I, I, if, I, if I could play everything at Belmore over, I'd play it. I love my doggies, but no, Belmore. Belmore's not big enough. Yeah, Belmore's not big enough. But um, yeah, the the wheels are in process. Kevin and I was meeting. Kevin and myself had the meeting on uh, Friday, and it was a fantastic, fantastic meeting, and great to have that before Christmas too. Just to be quiet, just to be honest. Yeah, and what I, I guess look one of one of the things like one of Roger's questions, you know, was also you know about. You know, we're also looking at the, um, you know, development of, you know, not only the game itself, but, you know, also having opportunity for, you know, a women's, a, you know, a women's side or women's uh, specific league. Um, they can, the women's can join the Down Under Winter Classic. We've got numerous girls. But the great thing about the softball is we don't have boundaries. We don't have boundaries. We're not – you've got to jump associations to play with us. We're just one. Yep. So we've got girls that are – playing baseball right now who are going who made the Babe Ruth World Series softball teams. Okay. Last yeah, year might, and they will this year. And there's girls the, that are playing softball that are playing baseball now. Yeah. One of but the we questions have no, we have no boundaries. Yeah one of the questions people ask is you know the affiliation thing and that that cuts both ways but what you're saying is is exactly right. Um you know we can put players in whatever teams they want. They can compete in the down under winner classic in whatever uniform they like. Um, you know, we have a lot more flexibility about getting opportunities for kids, and that's what it's all about. Hang on, hang on. We've got to pause for a sec. I've just seen Remy Jones ask a question. <laughs> uh, Matt and Tim related. Like, Remy, you're not upsetting me, but you may have upset Tim big time here. We're related. I need well, all, the, I I need all the help I can get. Am I your granddad, Tim's Demo Cav? Tim's a strapping-looking young man. But uh, it must be that great, must be the great team. I'll paint a Remy, blue you like that. Remy, you haven't you haven't hurt my feelings, Remy, but you may have hurt Tim's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so very good, very good. I guess one of the, one of the things that um, you know, one of the things that sort of interests us a lot about getting you on the show too, Cav, is obviously you know, your passion for the game. Um, you know, making making stuff happen. You know, you, you do push boundaries, which is you know, some people say it's a good thing, some people say it's a bad thing. But um, you know, what you're doing here is you know, giving people an opportunity that hasn't been around in the past. There's kids that were good at twelve who aren't as good as when they're sixteen, and there's kids who were ordinary at twelve who love the game, who have overtaken them once puberty and all that finishes and gets in and a better place. Sometimes it's the old saying. It's harder to get out of out of a team than to get into a team. If we can create pathways or opportunities for other kids to make make their dreams come true, then that's what it is. We don't play on kids' dreams. We know a lot of kids want to go to college. We don't yeah. play on those dreams. We don't promise things that we don't don't come through with. We'll take you the opportunity. If you get seen and you need help, then fantastic. Like we just had two boys go over to the powerhouse showcase over in Miami. Hunter Mitchell. And our, our good mate from New Zealand, and then um, Harry were, and then um, they've come back with numerous offers. Now they're just waiting to see what happens. So yeah, that's that's fine. That's great for them. 
Now next year we'll be taking more players to that. They they once again they loved having the Australians there. But um, these two blokes and um, Hunter got offens- offensive MVP player of the, of the tournament. Yeah. So that's that's outstanding from a kid from South Australia. So yeah, we're, we're really happy. But um, the uh, just <clears throat> seeing the kids. There's a couple of kids. Yeah, you know, so I don't get to many junior games anymore because of work, and this takes up a lot of time. Yeah. But when you get to watch a couple of junior games now, I don't. I probably don't watch as many of talents as I should, as a dad. Yeah. I don't get too many, but um, as I did with Blake and Jaden. But um, I get to see these kids that have gone overseas, and a few of them can pick it up. That oh, that's where I need to be. You don't have to explain it to them. You might mention it to a team in general. But they understand where they need to be. Yeah. And then they'll come back here and they'll work harder. Like today, for example, I've got a photo sent to me of um, some boys doing foul poles. Now, two of them were pitchers that pitched in the game. Yeah. And one of them one of them wasn't. So okay. while he was running with them, I don't know, but that was great that the three of them, they're three mates too, mind you. Yeah. They're doing, doing foul poles. But, mate, I've got it. I was at the, <clears throat> we went to the Blue Sox last night. So we go on about ABL. You hear all the stuff, all the negative stuff. We went to the Blue Sox last night. We had a bit of a Christmas party there for Osball. The atmosphere was electric. It was great. We had a great night. We had a great yeah. night there, you know, with, with our sidekick, John Muldoon, and the Muldoon family, who do heaps for us. He's our number one guy, our go-to, my IT guy, my shit. I run ideas off and tells me if it's good or bad. Uh, tells me when I need to be put in my place. He's just a good guy to, to have in my corner. And uh, sitting there with John last night, and we had, we had a great time just chatting away with with stuff. And, you know, Phil was doing his thing as usual. But the place looked better. The place looked tidy. Yeah. The place had more more signage on the fence again, like back two, three years ago when Adam Dobb had it. The place was presentable. Yeah. And it looked like a ballpark instead of just a place where we played. The field looked great. It was great. And the... The product on the field was it was competitive. Yeah, that's all you that's all you can ask for because you, you don't know what's going to happen with the bounce of the ball. No, nah. no, nah. and the players hung around, did the, did their stuff before and after the games. They did everything right. So as people who enjoy the game, we'd be the first ones to win if the ABL shut down. But we don't go and put go and, don't go and watch a game. You've only got to go watch two games. If, if every Sydney sider in baseball only watched two games, Sydney would have have AOK crowds, it would be sustainable. So let's not sit at home. Let's go out to a game. Grab a family and go out. It was a good night. It was a great night. I would rather go to that than go to a pub and just have dinner with some friends and family. I'd rather get some baseball friends and go watch the Blue Sox. Yeah, it's been hard for 12 years. So what? The good days will come. The good days will come. So as fans of the game and everything we do, let's get out to a game. Let's go and enjoy it. We can enjoy each other's Phil will look after the kids. We don't have to worry about the kids. <laughs> Phil will look after the funky. Phil will look after the kids. But um, you can go and have a great night. We just sat in the beer garden, had a good time, talking to some Melbourne fans. Okay, a guy from, I think, Japan flew out to watch the series. We just had a great night. It was just a good night, relaxing night. The baseball was good, some dingers. You know, great hitting, great defense. The ball didn't bounce Sydney's way, but that's okay. That, that happens, mate. That happens. But if everyone can go out and watch a couple of games, that'd be awesome. 
But like I said, they've really cleaned up the stadium. It's back yes. to, I know I keep referring back to Adam. And disclaimer, I did work for Adam. Yeah. And I enjoyed my time there thoroughly. And it was always, I made sure it was always clean. Adam was paramount about it. That's fine. And it seems to be the new owners are exactly the same. And they'll have their own twist on things as well. Everyone has different ideas. Yeah, of I, had course. A good night. I had a good night and I would go back again. And I'm going to go back again. We're going to have a MacArthur reunion back there. <laughs> so we'll tell each other how good we were, you know, 20 years ago or 25 years ago, whatever it was. Yeah, and, and look, as, as, was John, a good night. as John said, it was a great night. Like, and, and, and that's what it's all about, you know. And, you know, also, you know obviously, you know, Faze is saying, you know, it's well said because, you know, you've been there, you've done it, you know what it's like. You, you, yeah. You've seen the hard times, you've seen the good times. So... But yeah, take the hike. Take the go for just go out for a game. Yeah. Yeah, you might sit there. I remember years playing. You'd hear people say, "Oh, I'm only going out to watch first graders play anyway." So what? So what? Go out, just go out for a game. Go and enjoy it. You will enjoy it. It's proper beer. It's proper Jim Beam. It's proper CCs and slushies, and they got all that stuff. But it was. Yeah, I said to Stu. I said to Stu, who who is the GM there. I said, "Yeah, I will talk it up, mate, because I had a good night." Yeah, yeah, I like when I with, with Adam as well. I'd always talk it up because it was a good night out. You know, they, they they're working hard to make it happen. So it's yeah. great to see a few of the old, yeah, you know, the travel ball coaches out there last night. I love catching up with old folks, mate. It's great. It's a good night, mate. Gary Everson working his backside off as usual. And if he's not the greatest guy in baseball, tell me who is because I want to meet him because I've already met Gary, and he's the greatest, I reckon. So. Just um, well, go and enjoy them. There's some, they've got some big games coming up. They've got a New Year's series, I think, is their next one. I don't yeah. have the draw in front of me, but go out. You'll love it. You'll have a great night. Take your kids out. You won't have to worry about your kids. I'm telling you now, you won't have to worry about your kids. They've got plenty of things going on. So um, that's enough. You want the kid, you want your kids, even with their travel ball stuff, you want their kids to see the level they can play at. If they don't yeah. go overseas, there's still a pathway. Yeah, well, look at Michael Campbell. Yeah, you know? yeah. My he, pathway was my pathway was to go to admin and then turn it into this. I'd I'd finish being a player. My players done, but I wanted to stay in the game. Yeah, coaching coaching only took me so far. I didn't I didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed the entertainment side, and you know, if Roger was on here. The opening, my first introduction to that was at Macarthur. Yeah. Having two two thousand people there for a hat ceremony with fireworks, helicopters landing on planes, skydivers landing there. I had all sorts of sorts of nutcracker ideas, but as I said, the people around me let me do it. But I was in a controlled environment. I could go crazy, but they'd pull me back in if I had to be pulled back in. Yeah, like as and the thing I was just put up on the, the stuff I just put up on the screen too. You know, the, the, these were the early days of, of Macarthur. And uh, yeah, like, when I went to MacArthur, Bobby Little was like, "Yeah, if I just if I had to describe Bobby right now, <laughs> right now, if I went to MacArthur, what a grumpy bastard!" <laughs> As you got to know him, he his love for the game and his family and the Orioles second to none, second to none. I could go up there and I could you know razz him up, we'd have a good gig and a laugh, but. I do remember one day I used one of his uh, his tarps for a slip and slide. It was a really hot day. Oh, one of his I used one of his good yellow tarps. Oh no! And he came up to me and he gave me the razzing of a lifetime. Who told you you could use it? 
I said, sorry, Bobby, but the kids, mate, the kids were hot. They needed to have the slip and slide. Once again, I roll up late the next week. Bobby's put out the yellow plastic thing with the water and the slip and slide for the kids. I've got, I get there, Russell. I, I get, mate, what's going on with the yellow? Well, if you can do it, I can do it. it was, do I give you a razzing? No, you're not allowed to because it's my tarp. <laughs> so it always put up the marquees for the mums and the kids with the new babies. And, mate, what a, what a dead set champion. Absolute amazing human. It was and a good, good time. Good times. And as, as Mr. Bickles just said, all our boys were on that tarp. <laughs> so, well, that's where they learned to slide, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Sliding practice at MacArthur. No, it was only council order. It doesn't matter. Yeah, true. You're sending people oh. up to the local IGA to buy 10 packets of soap suds or dishwashing liquid just so the kids could have a good time. But once again, you kept mum happy because kids weren't kids would look occupied. Yeah, exactly she, right. She could watch hubby play, so that's fine. It was all good. It's about no, loving the game. About loving the game. Yeah, hundred percent. And I guess you know, and, and this is why we started this. You know, to get guys on like yourself. You know, to tell us about your story. Tell us about what you've done. You know, where you're going, where you're heading. You know, and one of one of the I guess one of my big questions is, you know, what's the future of Osborne? You know, what what are your plans for the next two years? Uh, yep. Oh, I don't want to say one of the things because it's not it's not cooked in the oven yet, but um, it'll be big. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do the Down Under Winter Classic. We've got a great, great entertainment company that helps us out there in um, in Michelle and, and Heather at um, CWT. You know, they a lot of the families know who they are. Yeah, they keep us same thing. They keep us um, on the straight and narrow as well, which is good. So I can stray. I can. I've known for being, you know straying a little bit. Never. I can blast off the brain you goes. Never. The brain, the body goes one way. The brain goes a different way. But um, yeah, I can always you know trust their judgment and things like that. And they always let me ask two or three questions. But um, yeah, even down to the the gear. You know, game day with Chris Jordan. Yeah. You know, he bends over backwards for us. If I want something in last minute, he'll whinge and bitch about it, but he'll get it done. He'll get it done. And that's 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 the reliability you want. That's why gang day is the best. We never never have a problem. And if there is, he fixes it. If I've ordered something wrong or I've told someone they're getting something and forgot to tell him, he's ordered a couple extra. He knows what I'm like. So he's he's just he's he's great as well. So yeah, if you need baseball gear, that's where that's where I'll be going. Yeah, and as Joe Ross just said, you know, the best thing that happened to kids in baseball in a long time. Like, the reason, actually, the reason why I started Osborne, all right, sorry, the Down Under Winter Classic, and how I don't do associations, we put boys in the regions, like regional Oztag. I was, yeah. I, was, I was fairly high up in coaching at Oztag. And they do regional Oztag, where they bring people in from different areas to make one team. Now, this is no offence to... Greater Western whatsoever. The boys know the boys know this out there. Greater Western Juniors to play in a nationals championship in Australia, it's against them. Yeah. It's against them. But they've got the same two arms, two legs as everyone else. So yeah. we can give them an opportunity to play against the same kids in a different pathway or a different avenue. That's why we do it. So there's guys in those greater western teams that have gone through the roof. In playing, and I watch them now in their local first grade team. 
and does it make me smile? Hundred percent, it makes me smile because they weren't getting opportunities before, and some of them are studs, mate. But they weren't getting opportunity to go to nationals because of how the system works. I yeah, wanted I was, to change that. I was hoping you would get to that, Cav, because that was one of the first things we said. Is you know, it's always the real strong associations, not just in New South Wales, but the New South Wales associations goes to nationals, and it's the same couple of Queensland or WA associations that go to nationals, and um, and a lot of the kids we take are the 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 kids that to just miss out, don't get to play in a big tournament on the Gold yep. Coast, and and then don't have that opportunity to to join one of those teams. Uh, to go to the states, and that's, you know, we looking after the kids that that miss out on the the opportunity to go play in Williamsport, and that was yep. that was why we originally started it up to get more kids, you know, more games in that yep. you know fun tournament atmosphere, and and it's worked so far. Yeah, and even the big associations too, like if they've got one team going to these events or whatever, that's only the top 12, 13 players. If they're a big association. They've got 40 of those players, 50 of those players. So you've got 20, 30 missing out there. So give them an opportunity to shine on the world stage as well. Now, if you can put on your CV when you're going to college, all right, I played the Babe Ruth World Series. I did this. I did that. Played a perfect game here. It's better than writing nothing. Yeah. And they're two pretty reputable organisations in the US to put on your, your college resume. Yep. So, and, so and better than writing. Like, I played in whatever state championships in Sydney. That's it. The boys all have their mates from interstate too. Like, you know, I've I've been lucky enough to, you let me coach, you know, the, the 18s for the last couple of years. Um, you know, we've got kids from all over the state and when they meet up at school boys, they all know each other. When they meet up at nationals, they all know each other. Um, you know, it's, they're creating mates that they'll play with forever. Yep. Yep. But, um, yeah, the main reason was I used to use Greater Western as my analogy for doing it, and I'm glad a lot of those players are playing. They're, they're great to watch. They know they've got the talent now. They believe themselves. Funky Phil's just put up that the the 12s will be the national champs in four years. I said, mate, mate nothing can be, make me happier. I love what the Forbes and all those boys are doing out there. Gates, all, there's, there's a whole heap of those old boys doing it out there. It's great. It's great. So... And then, look, at, you know, Dave Cairns just said, you know, my son is one of the Greater Western kids playing down under winter classic this year for that reason. You know, so like, um, you know, these kids go to school, right? They do their woodwork projects and like they make tables and stuff like that. So Talon made me a table for my, my recliner chair. I've got this great recliner chair at home. Daddy's recliner chair. So it's the perfect height for me. But one of the kids last night, he, he, um, it's, it's not the fact that he made it for me. It's the fact that he thought to make it with me and put the logo on it. But I've got a, I've got a pencil case. I got a pencil case made. So I'm not I won't embarrass the young fella. But it's got the Aussie drop ears logo on it, a baseball cab on it. But uh, it's the little things that uh, that matter. It's awesome, mate. I've got and everyone knows I'm old school. I don't like using technology. So I've got my pens in it for me little notes. I've got a thousand notes around the house. Rebecca Rebecca hates that. Learn how to use technology. Look, you're way better at using technology than what Roger is. So, you know, <laughs> Roger's off skiing in his chalet somewhere. <laughs> his mum will be distraught because she was a great organizer. <laughs> so, Kim, Kim's asked Cav if she can get one to match a cup. So, yeah, I've got to get her. I've got to get her a cup. Yeah, she's been bugging me for years to get her a cup. I'll get her a cup. Yeah, we'll, I promise. we'll have that now. Recorded. I, didn't say which, I didn't say which year, but I'll get you a cup. <laughs> 
I'd get her a Savannah Bananas one if she came over. Yeah, yeah, you know she wants to, but um, yeah, down under winter classic, join up. It's not like any other tournament you've done in Australia, yep, hands down. The entertainment, the interaction, the friends, the friends you meet from other states. You know, I'm not part of the good stuff is you you get to go on all these WhatsApp pages. I keep getting added to all these WhatsApp pages that I have no input in whatsoever, but as CEO, they add me to these pages, and you can see all these, even like the AYC. The guys coming down from each other. Oh, we're going to have dinner this night because they played in Perth and they're coming. They're playing in this and that. They're having a night. Oh, you coming, Kev? Oh, I need. I need a PA. I don't know which night I'm going to have for dinner. But don't get me wrong. I won't miss the dinner. Don't you worry about that. I'll definitely. Miss, I won't miss a feed. <laughs> it's, um, you got. I just read Nashi's comment. Maybe maybe if you get umpires on, you should ask. I'm not. I'm not going to blow his smoke. You should ask Nashi where he's umpiring next year. Well, actually, I'm not going to blow his cover. You know, Nick Kev's saying that Nashi's actually agreed to come on um, on one of our episodes of the podcast. So we're going to speak to him about all things umpiring. So <laughs> um, that will be a question that Mr. Mr. Noy can ask him because uh, yep. we'll make sure that we've um, we crossed our, our, you know, our legal dot our I's and crosses our T's. Yep. Yeah, I've, I had I had the benefit of um, and the joy of, of taking his uh, kid up and having one of them in um, in my team up in uh, the Down Under Winter Classic. Mate, these so, kids uh, can play, eh? Yeah, those those kids can play. You know, it's just I don't have they don't you know back you know as they were what he's now eighteen. You know, back when he was twelve, they didn't have twelve of them to you know of all that same caliber, and that's. Yeah. That's you know we're picking up those those guys who have got the talent and just need the opportunity and the exposure. It's funny you're watching him play and you know he does a good play and you cheer yeah when he, when he's playing for us. But I went and watched the game when Greater Western were playing um, Cronulla and he takes his catch and oh you little shit. Tell, tell me about it. <laughs> he was playing Bork, playing Borka the other week. And you and told him no... after the game, no, you don't have to do catches like that. Oh, it's yeah. your fault. It's not my fault. Yeah. Don't do it against my team, bro. Come yeah. on, mate. No, no one else is going to catch that ball, but bloody Nashie's out there <laughs> catching it. I tell you. So oh, he, um, runs, he runs rings around his old man. Tell you now. Yeah. Well, Shannon Bickles just said that Roger Morris, you host a podcast like you play ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said his mum, his mum, Kathy, be destroyed. She was a great organizer. She'll be, she'll be chopping him down tomorrow if she's, if she's watching. Yeah, well, I think so, everyone, yeah, I learned a lot. I learned a lot from that lady. I can tell you that much. Everyone's going to be chopping down because this is this is. Tim, is this the second episode in a row that Rogers ditched us? Yeah, no. So the first episode we just did the get to know you. He was on yeah. his phone and everything was shocking. And then, yeah, last week he didn't show. Um, and this week he was plugging his cord in, wasn't he? And then, you know, I mean, yeah, I had, a, I, had a car, I had a car pull down the uh, power poles around the corner, so I can't say too much. But um, Rogers just you know. tried in it. Vodafone's killing me, so. Uh, he's blaming the telco. There you go. That tradesman always blames his tools. Yeah, well, but um, oh, look, and, thing, but the um, sorry, sorry, Joe, just about the uh, bananas when we talked about the other day. Like all our games will be prime time over there, seven p.m., which makes it ten a.m. over here. Yep. So we'll be promoting that big time. But um, yeah, there's a few few changes there too. Like I don't know, about Tim. I just can't talk it up enough. Like there's a situation we have. We're having breakfast. So what, like Australians, we take things in our stride. It yeah. is what it is. 
and I've got I've got tickets. I think I had like fifty tickets to give away, which has changed this year because it's so tight. But um, um, we had we're having breakfast, just Rebecca and I, and there's an older couple there. When I say older, they're in their seventies. They'd driven here in hoping that they could score some tickets that people were selling to watch the Drop Bears play the Savannah Bananas. And I wasn't really paying attention to it. You know, it's morning feed. You know, it's very important to me. But I got, <laughs> I finished, and I got up to go back to the room. Rebecca goes, oh, I'll come up in five minutes. And then I get a text. She goes, can I give four tickets to these couples? They couldn't get tickets. They talked to me. I said, yeah, no worries. As I got to the elevator, you hear this screaming and everything. And I didn't I didn't put two and two together. I get upstairs, and she goes, did you hear all that screaming? I think you should have seen how they carried on. It was like I'd just given them a million dollars. And they came to the game, and they're coming out. They bought all Aussie Drop Bears merchandise. And all they, they were just there for the night, and they got they, they absolutely loved it. But, yeah, their tickets there are $30, $35. It's all you can eat and drink. But it's 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 ballpark food. You're not going to go get you – know, you're not going to get nachos. You're not going to get all that. You're going to get yeah, your, your beer. You do your own condiments. Pepsi, lemonade, Santa, water. You got to get a plain burger, plain chicken burger. And that's about it. But you don't want to go. You don't want to go to the to the food outlets because you're missing out on the entertainment. It's just that. It's that full on. It's crazy. It's crazy watching these blokes stand up for two hours. Is the high, the highlight of anything I've ever seen. Like there's big leaguers there, ex big leaguers, mate. You couldn't yeah, get I mean, them to sit there. The guys, the guys, you know, in the team, you know, you'd ask them what what it was like and they've to, to a man they said it was the best fun they've ever had in a, on a baseball diamond and you know i can tell from the college kids you know it's it's really um it's really competitive and and, and it's really serious when they're playing at college you know they've, they've got a lot of pressure and just those three or four nights where they could have some fun back on a diamond do backflips you know you know, Max is, you know, putting the ball between his legs every time he throws a ball. You know, the <laughs> most, most fun they've had on a baseball diamond. And um, they loved it and they all want to come back. And that's that's testament to, to just um, the product they're putting on the field and that you can – it is a game and you can have some fun with it. And um, yeah. and that sort of flows through a bit to the mafia stuff that we did with Kevin. I don't know how much I missed, probably heaps. But, um, you know – the kids, when they're playing an association ball, when they're trying to get to nationals, when they're at nationals, it's so serious. And, um, you know, we get to teach the kids. We get to have some fun. They make mistakes. They're not scared to make mistakes, and they learn from them. And that's that's one of the big things about what, you know, Cavs put together is is just changing that mindset so so all the players enjoy it and want to keep coming back. We've got our own little story from all this Osborne too, like, there was a guy that I played juniors with, Callan Robinson. I don't know if you guys know him. Yeah. And he was a yeah he's a he was a handy shortstop at the time, you know. And he was is um, he saw Rebecca at a at a game or something. He goes, "Oh, you Matt Matt Cavill's wife." And she goes, "Yeah, I wasn't at the game." He goes, "Yeah, yeah." Anyhow, long story short, two three years later, his son and my son same age played together, played in the Drop Bears team. They're best of mates. You know, that's to me that's cool. So that's cool, but they would never have met if we didn't do it this way. Absolutely, never have met. They would have. They would have maybe met, but that would have been the end of it. That so, yeah, you know, I played with that kid's dad. That would have been it. But they got to go away to the down under, travel overseas together, and yeah, they're staying at each other's houses. They're off. I think they're at Cash's house tonight. They're playing golf tomorrow or something. 
So look out, look out if you're at Marrickville Golf Club or something. <laughs> wear a helmet, wear a helmet, maybe. <laughs> but um, they just they just get on really well, mate. These boys get on really well. They're great to watch. They're great to watch. So, so what's what's next, Cav? Next, well, it's, mate, it's one thing at a time. We always think ahead, but it's one thing at a time. We make sure summer sizzles right. We don't yeah. do things half-assed. Yeah. So Summer Sizzle will be right. Looking forward to welcoming um, teams from uh, – so extra teams now from Melbourne and um, Adelaide. Uh, that's exciting. Uh, we welcome uh, a couple of little um, travel ball teams from Sydney joining as well. But there's always a spot for a kid to play. Don't ever think, don't ever think there's not a spot for a kid to play. Yep. You know, any level, whatever, come play. Because I – I can guarantee you the level you start at is not the level you're going to finish at. Yeah. yeah and your love, for, your love for the game is going to change as well. So play, we, we, want them, we want them playing everything, not just our stuff. There's other there's other stuff out there. Go do it all. That's what's great about the, the game. Go do it all. Go do and it the, all. And the level of coaches that you've got there, like, you know, you've got Sean Smith, like, you've got, you've got guys yep. who are you know, ridiculous amount of experience. And yeah, so he's, he, you know, he's, he's done the Australian schoolboys and all that. And he, he wants to help out. Like Alex Howe, just doing like, I bounce a lot of stuff off those two blokes. Yep. They are, they are smart men. Very smart men. But, um, you know, I've been able to talk to Ox whenever I want and I've talked to Brad Thomas whenever I want. You know, I like, I like to run things by him and what they, what do you think? What do they think? Um. Yeah, it's just it's just great. So we enjoy doing it. It's not a job. We don't finish at five o'clock. Twenty four seven. Yep. Anything we can do. I've rung Tim. So Tim goes to bed at like eight o'clock. Everyone, it's like loser bedtime. All good <laughs> ideas. All good ideas come from nine o'clock onwards. So one two nothing, in the morning. Nothing. All good ideas. You also ring me at five a.m. Kev. Well, that, I was still up from the two a.m. Then I'll start writing. So this thing, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get an idea at one, two o'clock, and I'll write it, and I won't stop until it's finished. Then I pay for it for about three days because I'm tired, I'm irritable, I'm rude, and I even tell John Muldoon, who runs our stuff, John, I've been on a bender. It's not an alcohol bender; it's an ideas bender. So I could be shitty for the next few days. So take it as a grain of salt. He says, "I'm just not going to answer your call." <laughs> I didn't know. He what he runs. Yeah, he knows what he knows what he. he I don't, I don't even know why the buyer ringing him anymore. He knows what I want before I even ring him. So he's good. I enjoy, I enjoy his company. So something that we do on this show, Cab, is um, 60 seconds with Jibo. Now, mate, <laughs> we, we, go. we gave you gave you a little bit of time, you know, gave you some questions to prepare for. There's some questions here that you're not prepared for, and um, that's why we like it. So right, let's go. Let's go. Roger, Roger still holds the record for this. Three minutes, three and a half minutes. To do the 60 seconds. To answer all the questions. Tim's at, Tim's at two minutes 15. So Bad internet issues. <laughs> I'm going to blow Vodafone now. <laughs> right. So your, your time starts at the end of my first question. Okay, right. Let's go. Your nickname. Yeah. Occupation. Uh, like plumber pools. Favorite food at the ballpark. Hot dog. 
Pineapple on pizza. Should be illegal. Favorite baseball field you played on? Uh, Grayson Stadium. Favorite teammate? <laughs> Graham Ingram. I've got a story after this for that. Sorry. Most annoying teammate? Graham Ingram. Most intense teammate? <laughs> oh, my head. My head. Favorite coach? Uh, Peter Martin, Ross Morrison, Michael Naylor. Least favorite coach? All, all, all of them were fantastic. Walk-up song? Uh, man, I feel like a woman. Favorite baseball saying? Um, I've got one, but if you ain't first, you're last. And um, this is actually a special. This is actually a special question from Graham Ingram himself. Um, Graham was going to join us tonight, but apparently he's had to wash his hair, and he said, "But he'll see you at Christmas time." Um, he's got no hair left. He said, "Will the Bulldogs play finals in 2024?" 100% they'll play finals this year. Once again, for the seventh year, bet your house on it. I've got no houses left. I bet the last seven years on it. The Bulldogs will be in the plows. You bet your life on it. So, what's his story about Iggy? I remember we had a uh, we, a game at Orioles, and we sit in the dugout, and he's talking about who was more mental than the other one, the other person. And I said, Graham, mate, everyone knows what you used to do, mate. You're just there's something wrong with you, mate. You know, just sit there now. Anyhow, we go back out in the field. We're having this argument while we're playing. He's pitching on a shortstop. We're still having this argument. Anyhow, ball comes to second, gets fired. Next minute, there's an all-in brawl. And we're fighting and we get, I get ejected, blah, blah, blah. I go, <laughs> I sit in the dugout. I'm outside the dugout getting changed. Old school, Matthew. And uh, all I see is Graham lean forward and go, I told you you're more psycho than I was. And so, out of all the stuff, and you blokes know, all the stuff that he's done, I cop that tag from him. But um, greatest player I've ever played with. It was just... I just enjoyed – you could feed off the guy. Yeah. You could feed the intensity off him. You know, but I made some of the great players. Mark Short, Shorty. I used to live with Shorty, Mark Short. And uh, I remember when I was like 16 playing first grade, I said he, was, he would have been like 22, 23. I remember saying, man, I no way I'll be playing when I'm that old. That's so old. <laughs> but um, best player I've played with. Yeah, and, uh, Like I said, we're having a reunion. For the MacArthur boys for that, I think it was 95, 96 year. Probably the greatest year I've had in baseball. Definitely the yeah. most enjoyable. But then I had all those years at Holroyd too. Yeah, with guys like Lefty, Shane O'Connor, yeah. Craig Stone, Budgie. Mate, that lineup. Danny Tilbrook at leadoff. That lineup. You know, then guys pitching like Keatsy, Benny Wins, Pat Dawes. Mate, there's reasons why we won a few in a row there. Yeah, well, was, a a couple of guys that you've mentioned are actually um, going to guess on the podcast. So, um, yeah, it's going to be you – know, and, and this is what it's all about, you know, getting some guys on, old-school guys talking about the old times, you know, what yeah. it was like, you know, back in yeah. the day. But coaching-wise, like Peter, Peter Martin, Marta, he just used to let us play. He'd yeah. just play and he'd pull you in if you had if you needed to pull you in. That's, that's I've always taken kind of that – I just enjoyed the way he coached. It was just really yeah. – it was, it was a um, – a manly way of co- coaching, and that, that's what I was like. I'm trying to infuse that into my boys. <laughs> hey, the stories I tell me, crazy. Amazing, I'm scarred for life. Yeah. But um, that's why baseball, you need to hang with 
you can't just pigeon pigeon self your hold to one area of baseball. Go go see everything. And like I said, go do all these different tournaments. Go do all these different camps because you'll take something out of everything. And that's what makes you as a you as a player. It makes it makes you special. So yeah, yeah go yeah. do it, mate. It's the greatest game of all. And I think that's really important and really important message to everyone too. You know, like there's not just one opportunity out there. There's multiple opportunities. But yep. you've got to know and and you've got to even, even more than that, Jevo, like it's not even a one size fits all even within Osborne. We do different things with the 10 and 12-year-olds up and down under Winter Classic. You know, we do a clinic with them. Um, with the older kids, you know, they need more game time. So, yep. you know, we, we fit it to... You just don't run the same program for a 10 and 12 year old and then expect the 16, 17, 18 year olds to to you know do the same thing. It's it's got to be custom to you know the the players you've got, what they're doing, what stage of their development they're in, and, and where they're at. Like you know, Cap, you know, as Cap says, you know, we came back from that first year in the states. Those older kids needed to play more baseball. Because you know they're playing against kids that have played eighty games together, and we met in the hotel foyer. Um, yeah. You know that's and that's part of it. That's at those bigger age groups. Is the older they get, they just got to need to play more games. That's it, mate. But yeah, watching the young kids too. Well, well, yeah, one of the things I enjoy is seeing the you know the swagger they have. Yeah, you know, we try and give them like we're giving them the bandanas this year. They're all coming out. We had the arm sleeve. They got this. They'll tell you how good they are. I love it, mate. I love they got all the gear. Mate, I played with a guy years ago. He's a hopeless player. But, geez, he looked good every time he went out. They had all the gear. He looked amazing. Yeah, I thought he was a big leaguer. He was, he was brutal. He wouldn't have been a played 20th grade. But, geez, he looked good. So, yeah, we get all these kids the gear. They'll, they'll look good. They'll feel good. They'll play good. Yeah. And so, well, yeah. And that and look, that's what it's all about. You know, you you've got to you've got to enjoy the game. And I guess that's why you know we do these things. Is you know I, you know I've done quite a lot in baseball off the field. You know, with you know trying to promote the game, trying to make sure that you know people can see the game and it's visible. And I guess we've now started this podcast to you know give people the opportunity on this platform to have that same chat. So you know, and yep. we're happy to get you know. Get you back, have any time. You know, give us updates. You know where things are at. You know what what's going on because you know it's it's really good for us, but it's also really good for yourself to be able to get out to the wider baseball community through this. You know these opportunities. Yeah, but like I said, all these kids. There's like a heap of kids over there playing college. You know, we've got them playing for us against the bananas. The more they play over there, the better. Well, let them go. Yeah. Let them play. It's great. I mean, seeing every week there's a kid or two committed somewhere or going somewhere and mate, let them go play. It's, it's great. It's got to help Sydney somewhere in the long run. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You know, so, and from my own experience with, with my boys, they come back. Um, I know Blake left as a little shit. Blake and I used to clash big time. So I'd say he left as a little shit. But after that first three months, our relationships changed phenomenally. Yeah. It's more now of a, I don't even know what you call it. I just love it. I just love it now. My two yeah. older boys and our talent growing a bit older. I, I love. I love the relationship we have. It's awesome. It's awesome. So it's been good, boys. I appreciate the uh, the night. I look forward to listening and watching and throughout the year. But um, dinner's calling. Not a problem, Cav. To, to maintain, to maintain this figure. 
takes um you know you gotta look you, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. All right, Cav, well, uh, thanks, thanks for joining us. As I said, we'd love to get you back on anytime soon. No worries. Tell Roger thanks for uh, jumping in and hope you enjoyed his ski at his chalet. Yeah, no worries. No worries, and uh thanks for the uh thanks for the opportunity, boys. No worries, thanks, mate. Have a good night. Thanks, Cav. See ya. And um, yeah, that was Kevin. What an amazing uh, you know, story about Osball, and you know, I guess it gives a lot of people, you know, an idea of sort of you know what it's all about, and how it sort of works. And obviously, you know, Tim, you're in the inner sanctum there of, of Osball, so I guess you, yeah. you understand a little bit more than all of us. But you know, I've learned so much, you know, even tonight, you know, about how it works and you know what what it all means. Yeah, I mean, it's, and I know, as I said, I really apologise for missing the first half of it. Um, you know, can't control some things and some bad drivers around the corner. But, um, you know, it's all about hopefully, you know, Cav, we got to it a little bit there, but it's all about the opportunities and, you know, looking after the rest of the kids that, you know, there's those top 5% are always getting looked after. Yeah. Um, they get looked after by the state organisations. They get looked after by the national organisation. And that's great. And they've got a massive role to do in that. Um, you know, they've got to put those Australian teams together. They've got to go and compete at World Cups. You yeah. know, they've got to do the baseball um, classic. You know, they've got to be those pathways. But um, there's a whole lot of more kids who can play baseball at high level um, if they're given the opportunity. And, and we're just one of the, the places that um, thought about doing that. So hopefully that came through with the chat from Cav. And, and you know, in future weeks, if anyone wants to ask follow-up questions or whatever, you know, I'll be able to answer them. If not, I'll be able to get the answer for you. So, um, you know, yeah, just you keep know, it in mind. Use this platform um, for that. You know, and as I've said to everyone, you know, happy to answer any questions you've got. And um, just by the way, uh, apparel has has dropped here. Look at that. For the love That's of nice. the apparel. So, there you go. Oh, Kevin Cosner called. He wants, his, he wants his slogan back. Oh, mate, it's all over it. <laughs> um, just before we go, we've just we we have added a, a new segment to the show. Um, it's actually the extra base podcast plays of the week. So we've sort of been trolling um, some baseball games and sort of seeing what's going on during the week. Um, I haven't got a lot this week, but if anyone's got anything, please send it through to us because um, it will get a showing on the podcast. So I'll just wind this up for it. I see Campbell's doing the right thing. We've got to see it's Campbell. He's taking that out to the right field, and that's starting to track back to the wall. Michael Campbell, are you kidding me? That is Campbell's first home run in the ABL. <laughs> Somebody race around and get him that ball. Campbell, in all these years of the ABL, had never hit a home run until that swing. Good swing, got it up in that wind. Good swing. Oh, sorry, sorry for all the excitement, mate, you were saying? No, I, <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, you, you got to be steady Eddie, you know, for the course of the season. Two hundred one
Cam, Cambo is one of the uh, guys we have coaching at uh, Down Under. He does, does a fair bit of stuff with um, with Osball. So, you know, just another one of the coaches, you know. And you found an umpire sniper. They're not, they're not easy to find, those ones. Look at that. Mate, stepping it up. Stepping it up. You know, umpire sniper. There you go. And, look, you know, it's not just about the plays from the players. It's also plays from the, you know, the officials and things like that. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, we don't, we don't play without umpires. So, you know, we've got to. We've got to give them some airtime. And uh, thanks to Kim Robinson for giving me a heads up that that actually happened, so <laughs> I could actually get that that clip for for today. So um, yeah, but look, yeah, you know, it, it's what it's all about. You know, we're we're happy to sort of promote anything. You know, we're looking at you know different opportunities for everyone. You know, we're happy to sort of put up. You know, if it's someone's first little league camera, we don't care what it is, we'll put it up. You know, it's it's all about sort of promoting the games. So. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things, and Michael Bryant said that he's just switched off in time. So, um, yeah, it's unfortunate, mate. It's uh, it's now in the vault, so I'd probably get a rerun a couple of times until something <laughs> else happens. I couldn't actually find when Steve Reimer got plonked in the head, but um, I'm going to look for that footage for next week. But, um, look, before we go, um, I was hoping that Roger was going to be, but once again, you know, Roger's... MIA, no idea what's going on there, but um, Tuesday night we're doing a, uh, a special, uh, hopefully with, we're looking at sort of the women's side of the game, so it should be an interesting chat. Also, potential new co-host, um, you know, looking at having a, a female co-host, which is actually going to bring some brains into this organisation because between the three of us, there's not much here. So uh, no, Probably have a little bit more baseball smarts than us too. So um, yeah, look look forward to, to Tuesday night, seven o'clock. Um, we'll have three guests on Tuesday night, so it's going to be a big one. Then obviously just before Christmas, before we wrap up. But um, Tim, got any final words? No, mate. Um, as again, again, apologies for uh, dropping out there when we started, but um, can't help some things. But uh, thank you for carrying the uh, the load with Cav, and I'm sure you you didn't shut up. So it would have been uh, a Pretty good show. Crazy show. He's an easy, but, easy uh, man. He's an easy man to talk to. Yeah, look, mate, he's passionate. So um, oh, yes, passionate. And apparently, uh, Michael believes he got still got the call. But um, mate, did you actually see the call, or did you uh, watch on the replay? But uh, we'll leave <laughs> that one there. But uh, look, you know, that's all we've got. But um, yeah, please join us again uh, Tuesday night at seven o'clock. And once again, thanks to Tim. Um, not sure about Roger. Um, he might show up for a might show up for an episode sometime soon. But, he might um, do the post the post show, mate. The post. <laughs> the yeah, post show well, podcast. Post the post show podcast. Yeah, who knows? All right, guys. All right, well, um, thanks for that, and look, have a good night, and we'll see you on Tuesday night. Says Campbell. He's taken that out to the right field, and that's starting to track back to the wall. Michael Campbell! Are you kidding me? That is Campbell's first home run in the ABL! <laughs> Somebody race around and get him that ball. Michael Campbell, in all these years in the ABL, had never hit a home run until that swing. 
good swing. Got it up in that wind. Good swing. Oh, sorry, sorry. Before all the excitement, mate, you were saying? No, I, yeah, I was just saying you, you got to be steady, Eddie, you know, through the course of the season and know that. One on him. Bricks and Wingrove. Oh, jeez. Oh,